All right, all right. Yes. So on that note, uh, let's start uh, in our topic today. <laughs> Why don't we introduce who we are? <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Eric, how, did you start la- how did you start last week's episode? <laughs> I don't even remember. I, I, I figured you would have listened to it I, by now, but no, I have no I, idea. I, you know what I did when I was editing it? You said <laughs> I have 30 seconds of, uh, of random audio before. So I went 30 seconds ahead. I listened oh, to no. it a little bit. And then I was like, <laughs> yeah, this is about the part where I have to cut. <laughs> so, so, Eric, you're saying you missed the whole part where we made fun of you in Neimoidian accents the whole time? No, I did not hear that. <laughs> and, and if you it did... Never, it never happened. Well, do, if you did, you think, I would... You think he suspects? Oh, I don't know. But oh. we better make sure he doesn't hear wait, that part of the podcast. Wait, is that legal? Is that <laughs> re- okay. Anyway, welcome to Geeks with Kids, your bi-weekly podcast about... Wait, no, that's wrong. I changed that like months ago. Hey, welcome to Geeks with Kids, <laughs> your bi-weekly geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. I am one of your very tired hosts, Eric. And joining me this week is Steve. Hi, Steve. Hi, Eric. And Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, Eric. Hi, Steve. <laughs> and and shows. Hi, shows. Hello. Are, are we just calling you shows now or do we switch that to Mike? I don't recall. It doesn't matter. <laughs> As is much of this episode, it don't matter. Call him Shouse. Oh, it does matter. Like he's a Sherlock Holmes villain or something. Ooh. Um, like he's, he's currently dressed like a Sherlock Holmes villain. You should see his top hat. hes I don't know why he's wearing it. Uh, on this podca- it's an audio podcast, so, you know, the top hat is unneeded. Uh, but, okay. The monocle was just, you know, a good accessory. But- right here. <laughs> I'm oh not even hosting my. this episode, so go, Steve. Go. Go, 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 Steve. Thanks, Eric, I think. So, yeah, uh, I will be hosting probably for the uh, first and last time today. But, uh, I yeah, don't know so what that means. <laughs> today's, today's topic is um, very pertinent to uh, our our just most recent uh, May 4th. May the 4th be with everybody. Oh, Infinity uh, War? Okay, let's. Yay. I'm trying not to get sassy, so so everyone behave until I lose it. Okay, so anyway, um, we're always sassy, Steve. It, it, I know. It's not something you could turn off. I know. I know. The fingers are snapping. <laughs> so today's topic is uh, what films to uh, of the Star Wars series uh, to present to our kids and in what Ooh. order. Which would seem like a very simple question, but uh, it it spawned many uh, debates. And uh, so I thought as a good starting point, uh, just to set the stage, I wanted to know, uh, you know, what everybody's like Star Wars background is like, you know, how how into it are you like for how long, you know, stuff like that. Uh, let's start with Eric. Um, how into it am I? <laughs> Sure. I'm trying to fit on a stormtrooper helmet as I'm recording this. It's not quite going over those headphones, but it's, it is I not appreciate working. The effort. Um, like, what is my level of fandom? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I just to inform. To... Go ahead. Um, sorry, I'm moving my helmet back to its stand. Um, I don't even know how to really. Uh, 
how to answer that. Like, like, are there tiers of fandom? Like, is there like the super mega fan that's a little too much? If if, well, if that is so, then I'm just a little bit below it <laughs> because I, I I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Fair. I'm not a fan that will forgive Star Wars for just being Star Wars. Okay, like, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I you love- do have a stormtrooper helmet, and how many lightsabers do you currently have in within arm's reach? I'm not even going to ask how many you actually have. Okay, in <laughs> arm's reach, four. There you um, go. So I think I think that that covers it. I think that's good. Yes. Yeah. Well, like I I I, I like it a lot, <laughs> but not to the point of it. Not if it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It 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 has to be you know. Star Wars well, for me to like it. Yeah, and exactly. That, and I think that, that's, that'll make that's more sense that, later. Yeah, I think well, that's something that will develop, you know, uh, as we discuss this uh, this topic. Uh, uh, Shaus, uh, what's your? Uh, how would you describe yourself as a Star Wars fan? I mean, like as a kid, like when I was introduced to Star Wars, it, it was from the toys, and and so I remember playing with my uncle's um, uh, little action figures. He used to have them all in this big sort of collector's case, and it was. Like oh, nice. the original, the original Mattel ones. Yeah, yeah, the ones that they oh, nice. recently re-released. Um, mm-hmm. But he had like all of them, and I didn't really know much about the the series, the movies. I would play with these toys, and I loved them. And then I saw uh, A New Hope, and uh, and then very soon after, I saw the other two in the original trilogy, and 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 I was hooked like from a very young age. And so I, I do agree with Eric, though, like. Yeah, exactly. He, he, he's showing me one of his figures right now. It's like, a I, I, one. <laughs> like I, I, I agree with him though that um, it, it, like there, there's a certain reverence for Star Wars that that I feel like we got to make sure it doesn't get diluted in in mm-hmm. too too much, and and so I find that maybe more recently. Um, my level of fandom has been challenged a little bit mm-hmm. um, because you're hitting Star Wars fatigue. Like, a little bit. I mean, there's a, a lot of bit. a lot of that amongst the Star Wars fans. Yeah. But but it's almost like I feel that that I can always go back to the to the you know the the classic stuff and 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 enjoy that for what it is. Um, right, right. So. Yeah, okay. Well, I th- yeah, I think uh, I think we're all all of a like mind. Uh, uh Mark, how would you uh describe uh, your Star Wars fandom? I think the best way to describe my fandom would be to say I'm a big enough fan to get disappointed, but not big enough to get depressed. That's probably nice. the I like that. way to describe it. That's very, yeah, that's very eloquent. But nice. in other terms, within view right now, I can see the Star Wars, the Blueprints book. I have a giant Lego Slave 1, some original series Lego, all sorts of stuff, an R2-D2 candy thing. Wow. But yeah, I'm a reasonably large fan. Hey, Shows. Do you have any Star Wars things within your um, immediate area? Not in my immediate area. The the uh, the lightsabers in the other room. I have the Millennium Falcon, the uh, the Lego Millennium Falcon. Um, I've you know I've, I've got uh, all kinds of like action figures up on the wall. <laughs> They're just not within arm's reach. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, I guess that that comes that brings it to me. Uh, I do not have. Uh, the levels of fandom that you guys have. Uh, I have no Star Wars, anything anywhere near me. Um, I can't even, th- I, there's some models that I brought back from Hong Kong for Eric that I have okay. a copy of sitting somewhere. Um, I have no lightsabers, 
But I can say uh, that Star Wars is a film series for me as a science fiction, as an aesthetic, uh, as a philosophy uh, does matter a lot to me. And um, I guess uh, Shaus already kind of started on this, but I was going to ask everybody what uh, an early memory was. Um, I'll start. Uh, I believe I saw Empire in the theater. Now, I'm not sure because I actually would have been very young. I didn't understand it, though. Uh, I definitely didn't quite grasp what was happening in the film but nevertheless um i had a handful of star wars toys growing up i didn't actually have that many um a few action figures but i really enjoyed them they were definitely a big part of my childhood and um i can definitely say that star wars the films uh and subsequently i guess some of the stuff that uh that they built around the films like uh you know the droids cartoon um, I very much enjoyed, um, such that, you know, I, I can honestly say that my love of cinema today was influenced by the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I was one of those people who was quite excited when the prequels first came out and was quite confused when I, when I left the theaters and, uh, and in that respect, um, the prequels also helped form uh, my critical thinking about cinema uh, that still exists to this day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, I guess, uh, Mark, uh, do you have uh, any fond uh, childhood memories of Star Wars? First film I ever saw in the theater was Return of the Jedi. But, uh, and my first Star Wars memory is seeing the Atat walk mm. up to that platform on Endor. Mm. And I mm-hmm. still have that as like a visual reference 30 wow. years later. So yeah, it's, it's been wow. there pretty much my whole life. Nice. Mm. <laughs> uh, Eric, how about you? Uh, yep. Um, uh, Return of the Jedi was my first movie in theaters. I was th- two. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, and I recall... I remember um, the theater being very bright and the poster being, I remember seeing the poster on the wall and I remember certain things like, yeah, the, I remember the, um, the at, at uh, walking up to that platform. And I remember the, the Tiderian shuttle landing with right. the, the wind going up. Those right, are my right. two really things. memories. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, so Shaus, you already talked about playing um, with the action figures early on, but were there any other uh, fond childhood memories you wanted to add? Well, I was going to say, I never actually got to see any of the original trilogy in the theater, which, oh, okay. uh, which I, I guess I never got to experience that um, until they were re-released in the special edition. But we know that those are uh, <laughs> those are a little bit controversial yeah. among the fan community. Um, but But yeah, it's like, in terms of like childhood memories, yeah, like the toys. Um, I, I was uh, remembering the cartoons like Ewoks, and not right. really knowing that it was attached to the uh, Star Wars yes. universe at first, and then realizing mm-hmm. it as a young kid, like, hey, droids and Ewoks are about Star Wars, and then blowing mm-hmm. my mind. <laughs> so, yeah. do you do you do you guys remember the old like lightsabers they had in the eighties that were super crappy? I always wanted one. <laughs> Like oh yes, I remember them, and they were absolutely terrible. Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing them at school and being like, "I wish I was older so I could have one." Because I'm sure I didn't have one because I would have hit my sisters with it. <laughs> my, my, my cousins had them like three or four times, and they yeah. just like they'd last five minutes before they were broken. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> for sure. Yeah. Like right. I get it. remember those four squares that were in the playgrounds? Yeah. Yep. That you'd play, I guess, Foursquare, um, that ball game. Mm-hmm. I remember that's where they used to play lightsabers. <laughs> it, like when I was when I was in like JK and stuff, and I was like, Yeah, cool. Wow. My daughter's cool. Sitting there with, being, I'm sitting there on the grass playing with my uh Optimus Prime. I'm like, I wish I had a lightsaber. I have a metal <laughs> metal truck in my hands. <laughs> nice, nice. All, all the Star Wars fans kind of uh, ignored the Transformers fans on the schoolyard. Is that how it worked? I just no, were water all over me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, they, they, they were all all sort of the same. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I guess I guess even when we were kids, Star Wars was already. Uh, sort of an established thing and, and Transformers and G.I. Joe were the up and coming, you know, series more, more appropriate for our age because that's when they really started creating cartoons to target, you know, kids uh, yeah. to buy toys. Whereas Star Wars as a, as a franchise uh, very smartly also created toys, but they were the first, I guess, uh, film level series to, uh, to uh, get into the merchandising in a big way. So it's, it's kind yeah. of interesting how those things did definitely leave a mark on all of us. Well, George Lucas had that whole deal with Fox, right? Where he, mm-hmm. where they would take care of the distribution. He wanted to keep all the rights to himself for that, but um, yep. he gave it to Fox and he's like, okay, then give me all the merchandising rights. And he yeah. made a killing with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kidding. far beyond, far beyond anybody uh, could have imagined back at the back in the day. I used to yeah. uh, play Ghostbusters on the schoolyard. I just run around trying to catch ghosts with my friends. Nice. Did you have, did you have a proton pack? Uh, not that I would wear to school, but I did have one uh, at school. You it was were one of those. You were one of those <laughs> wow. kids that I hated because I wanted one too. <laughs> I had the proton pack, and I had the trap, and I had the little uh, PKE meter that you would uh, spin the little knob on the back to wow. make it spin at the nice. top. That's awesome. I oh, don't nice. have so, any of that stuff anymore. Oh. Oh. I'm jealous and I'm sad now. <laughs> I, I have my Lego Ecto-1 on my desk in my office where I am right now. The Ooh, original nice. one with Egon and uh, Bankman. And, well, you didn't want to get the new one? I still okay. Have- All right. Let's 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 get back to Star Wars. Let's not get too salty about other things right now. So no, we'll get salty know. all the time. I don't, I don't know which conversation is going to get worse. To be honest, at this point. <laughs> let's, let's the Star Wars one will be will be good enough. So I guess I guess the main thing to take away from all that though is that um, all of us uh, were greatly impacted by Star Wars as children, um, and we're all here today because we love Star Wars. Uh, or we did uh, at some point and um, and it affected our lives. Um, and uh, that's why the decision uh, to share it uh, with our kids is, uh, is actually a big deal because um, we remember uh, being so impacted and so inspired by it as children. And uh, now when we are presented with the choice of uh, sharing and introducing it to our own children, um, it becomes a little more complicated because uh, what I was uh, something I was sort of uh, hinting at to, uh, earlier was when when the prequels first came out, uh, and because they were by George, and because there had been nothing except the movies and a couple random spinoffs like the Ewoks cartoon and lots of comics. Um, uh, I think you've forgotten the Ewoks movies. Uh, I, I was going to bring them up. Don't worry, I was going to bring them up. Ewok the two the two Ewok TV movies and the holiday special. 
um, there really wasn't uh, much going on that was official. There, there was a huge amount of unofficial things. Uh, so there was we were rich with Star Wars lore, but uh, nothing the size of a film um, had uh, come out yet. So when the prequels came out, it was like a huge event. And uh, I remember because I was old enough at that point to be able to see that film and then come out of it and kind of realize that it, it wasn't really that good. And it actually. Uh, oh, hurt. I remember that, too. Yeah, it hurt the original trilogy for me, too, because up until that point, I really did have the kid goggles. I really did have that nostalgia where every single line was delivered perfectly and everything about those movies was perfect. And then when I came out of uh, the pre the episode one, I was like, yeah, you know what? The writing isn't that good. It's kind of chintzy. <laughs> like it, it made me see really? the original trilogy <laughs> a little bit worse than I had before. So, but anyway, um, my point is, uh, you really couldn't hugely separate the prequels other than to say, well, there's the original series and then there's the new stuff. It's all by George. So it's all canon. So what can you do? Uh, now I didn't really get into clone wars, for instance. In fact, to this day, I still haven't watched an episode of the TV series. It's I just wasn't, I just it's wasn't anything you really should actually. I know. I know. I hear that. And I am actually going to just due to my desperation now because of, you know, recent films. Um, but I, I just, I just wasn't that into that era you know, of Star Wars. And I guess I didn't really feel like it did that much harm other than, you know, of course we all laughed at the midichlorian thing and, and some of the, some of the things that it did to Star Wars, like it made Darth Vader into a whiny, you know, teenager. Um, but the end result was, you know, we know how the story is going to end because these are all the characters from before and eventually everything will resolve in the original series. So it's not that harmful, right? I mean, at the end of the day, the prequels, you know, they, you can kind of ignore them, but even if you don't like them, you know that Darth Vader will eventually have his story end with Return of the Jedi, and, and it's it, it all wraps up nicely. Um, but, uh, and I'll, uh, I'll let you guys jump in after this. Uh, I just want to finish with this Last Jedi situation. So, <laughs> very briefly, because I suspect we, we all have we all have some feelings on this. Uh, mm. but, and I, and I think this, this is what leads to the, the question of what we show our kids, uh, um, being important. Um, I was okay with the force awakens. I thought it was, it was fine. I think it set up a lot of things and I don't want to get into a big movie review right now, but the last Jedi is, is, I think we can all agree a divisive movie. And for the first time, because of this film, I will, I'm considering consciously separating the three errors of star Wars. Uh, because before it was like, oh, it's all by George. So what can you do? But now, now I'm kind of like, you know what? I don't really want the taint of the new movies affecting the old movies. Like that's an actual thing now, I think. So anyway, let me open it up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, does anyone want to start with uh, so, further comments? So um, this is funny because I was reading. Um, do you guys remember the Golden Books? That they had when we were kids. Yep, they're, sure. Yeah, yeah they're they're simplified children. Yeah. yeah, they're the cold spine. They're simplified uh, children's stories for children. Yeah. Um, so they released Star Wars versions of these uh, mm. just over the past what three years. Yeah, yeah I, I, awesome. I, I have those. I have them too. Really um, good. So I have I have only I don't I only have one to six. I didn't get the the pilot, the Jedi, the Sith one. Anyway, those are different stories. If you read. The prequel books in those, they're simplified versions of the plot for the prequels, 
but they're really good. Mm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you can tell that the story is there and mm-hmm. it makes sense. And like, sure, it cuts out a lot of the cheesy jokes from the prequels. There's a, there's sure. a lot of bad acting, but that story felt like it was meant to be there to lead yes. to Luke Sega to the end. Right, right. Of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really neat because I was reading The Phantom Menace tonight and I was like, you know what? This story is actually all right if you take it for the for the plot points, right? Um, mm-hmm. I could see where it's going. And, and, you know, my kid was fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to look at it that way. But if you look at the the new series, like the seven and eight, those aren't written. Like George has always said that this is, this was a series that he wrote based on his childhood. It's based on B movies. So he wanted to have that wonderment for like, teenagers and kids to have mm-hmm. in theaters. And you can see that for the original ones. Sure. It gets dark at times, but really not super dark. Yes. And, and then you can see it for the prequels. Sure, it got a little cheesy. He became a, a grandfather at that time. Mm-hmm. But you know, he he made it for well, not a grandfather. It was it was still his, it was still for his kids. But his kids have gotten a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see that he was still writing for kids. Maybe too much for kids at that point, and too much for toys. Mm-hmm. But it was still with that, with that. I don't want to say drive, but it sort of has that. You know that feeling that yes. it, he wanted to create that type of adventure that he had as a kid for mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I can't say that for the for the sequel um, series. It doesn't. It it's they're writing it for a- adults for sure, but it doesn't seem to be logically going into a certain place. But if mm-hmm. I could, yeah. if I could build on that really quickly, they're writing it mm-hmm. for adults. Like it really does feel like it's pointed towards people who uh, grew up with Star Wars or people who have been Star Wars fans in the past. But they're they're marketing it to everybody. They're marketing it marketing it to kids. If you go into a Disney store and you yeah. see all of the Last Jedi stuff that's out there, yeah. all of the toys, the lunch boxes, the T-shirts, everything that's out there for kids. They really try to make it seem like, oh, this is the movie you bring your kids to. And could you take the last, like, take your kids to the Last Jedi? I wouldn't I, want. I wouldn't want to take my kids to to see that movie. It, it yeah, <laughs> like exactly. you could take them to everyone. Like they might have gotten scared with the Emperor. Sure, he's a scary looking dude, but um, like you could take them to Seven. Like Seven was fine because Seven, seven was just was four, uh, re like reskinned for the new generation 4k mm-hmm. whatever um yeah the last jedi you can't take a kid to that but, but even with yeah. rogue one even with solo like i mean we haven't seen solo yet but i'm guessing that none of these movies are really aimed towards like a younger audience but they're well, certainly being one, marketed that way rogue one wasn't rogue one really was, wasn't yeah, really wasn't for kids it wasn't marketed really for kids sure they had the toys mm-hmm. but they 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 flat out were like this is a war movie like when mm-hmm. they're like when they were doing the trailers and stuff, right? Right. I felt, Hans- like, I felt Hans- like Rogue One was they kind of took the Star Wars saga and went, now what would this be if we made it for adults? Whereas with The Last Jedi, they kind of... It, it felt like they wanted to have the kids movie without really knowing how to do it. And it just wasn't on par quality-wise with the other Star Wars films or any other Disney movie yeah, at like- that point. 
Like I couldn't well, take Mara to see The Last Jedi because she's watched The Lion King and The Little Mermaid. And they're so much better quality than that movie was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the problem. The la- Once we start talking about The Last Jedi, we, we get into like we get mired into like what's wrong with the movie. And and I mean, it, there's so many ways you can approach it. But I think at the end of the day, uh, I think whatever Star Wars uh, meant to us before The Last Jedi, The Last Jedi really was a turning point because I think it it actually does stylistically, um, moralistically, uh, character, you know, uh, evolution it just flies in the face of everything that we've come to enjoy in star wars and i think that that is really the thing that makes it problematic yeah. uh, and why you know it's it's not even that there's a lot of like adult things happening in it like rogue one does too right but i i just i really do think they they there's some mistakes that were made here and i don't really want it infecting the original series you know with but, its yeah. weird politics yeah, before we go into a more like into I'm going to bring it back to what we were talking about. So before yep. we we go into like <laughs> crapping on the last Jedi, which we can do for an, a whole episode. I think we may have done that already. I can't remember last week, so I can't remember our past episodes. Um um I don't think I can, I don't have to compartmentalize each of the sagas, right? I think I think 1 to 3 and 4 to 6 can work pretty well together. Um, the the stories like Rogue One or Han Solo, those aren't part of the saga, so they don't really need to go in there. Like Rogue mm-hmm. One is neat to watch right before Episode Four, but it's not necessary, right? Mm-hmm. You can get yes. all of that plot right in the crawl of Four, right? So I don't think I need to watch it separately. I've I've been thinking about this um, a lot mm-hmm. lately, mostly because. Uh, May the fourth came up. I I think I've I've gone. I so I, I'm just gonna go into my watching order if if that's cool. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, sure. so originally we were talking about uh, why like there's so many different versions of watching order. I used to watch the Machete version, which was episode four, then episode five, and then you hear you see the reveal of Darth Vader being Luke's father. So you you do episode two and episode three, and then you go into six. So basically you. You have Luke's saga. You get a backstory about what happened to Darth Vader when he was little, but not too little because they cut out episode one. And then you see uh, Darth Vader's redemption in six. Um, it's a fun God, way of watching so it. Weird. It's it's a fun <laughs> way of watching it, and it's 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 an interesting way. But I think I've just gone to the point where I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna watch it in chron- chronological order, as in release date of the movie. So four, five, six, one, two, three. And then, you know, seven, if I want to, Rogue One. I usually watch Rogue One. I actually, that was the only one I watched yesterday on May the 4th. And uh, I don't think I'll watch eight again, <laughs> and then, <laughs> to be honest. And then for and then for uh, for your kid, though, uh, is that how you would approach it? Like, Yeah, no, for sure. I, I'm going to okay. show it to her. Like, I've shown her episode four twice. Uh, okay. I'll show her Empire uh sometime i don't think she'll she quite she's three i don't think she quite understands it right um, interesting much, like she understands episode four like she knows who the characters are but i think the the reveal of darth vader being luke's father i don't think it would be impactful for her at this right. age right i think if i give it another year i think yes. it'll probably be better yeah no i think so too 
Uh, Mark, what's your viewing order? I would do my viewing order chronologically according to story. That's just the way I am. Being a history student and so forth, you watch it in the order it takes place. That's mm-hmm. the way I am. I've always thought. And also, I don't know. I'm there to sit down and watch the movie. So I don't really want to overthink it. Mm-hmm. And I think if I started getting into machete orders and reading all sorts of things, I'd be like, you know what? I'm putting way too much thought into this. Let's just sit down and watch some X-Wings blow up some TIE fighters and the world will be good again. That's my view. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Shouts, <laughs> what's your uh, viewing order then? So my, my viewing order is exactly like Eric's. Um, I like chronologically by, by release date. Um, and for my kids, it's interesting because um, my daughter hasn't seen it at all. I haven't shown her any of the films at all yet. Um, she's three. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son has only seen A New Hope. Uh, he's six. So I haven't okay. I haven't really introduced him to any of the other films just yet, but he has um, he is very familiar with all of their stories. Like he he um, he's read the mm-hmm. the golden books that we were talking about. Um, we have plenty of of different Star Wars like activity books and comics and stuff that he's read, and so he's experienced the the narrative um, in that format. So even if I yeah. was to show him Empire, he's He's already uh, he's already familiar with like the big reveal and stuff. He he knows that that mm. Vader is Luke's father because of the story that he. Oh, oh spoilers! <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird because spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert! It's weird because Star Wars is so like so much in our culture right now, or mm-hmm. it has been for the past like yes, I guess forty years. No, not really. Like there was there was there. Was, after Jedi came out, like from Jedi to like till the special editions came out, there wasn't much. Like they were trying to break out a lot of like they're trying to pump it up. That's why we get Shadow of the Empire, we get stuff like sure. that. Um, uh, the Rebel Assault games, um, Tie Fighter, you know, even uh, yeah, it's well, like Tie Fighter was big, but it wasn't like Jedi Knight Two was really big because they had filmed footage for it. Oh, so right, bad. right. Like Rebel Assault Two was really big because it was the first footage that they had filmed since Return of the Jedi. But but nevertheless, though, I mean, in terms of like cultural impact, I mean, you know, there was Star Wars and there was Star Trek, but I mean, there really wasn't fandoms uh, until you know things like that right like you know obviously you know people liked lord of the rings before there were lord of the rings books right i mean uh, movies but um but i feel like star wars did tip something you know maybe not to the degree that we understand fandom to be now i think star trek did it first uh sure 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 but nevertheless they they did they did do something fairly early on, you know, I mean, there was something going on there for a couple decades. Um, and yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Star Trek did have the more um, starved fan base <laughs> because they, they had less to go on really for a long time. Right. So poor, poor shows. <laughs> uh, I love me some Star you, Trek. You, you had that drought after enterprise until I guess, 2009 Star Trek. Yeah, but but that's I don't know. Have you guys done an episode on the J.J. Abrams uh, reboot of Star Trek? Because I think that may be a, a future episode. We can do yeah, it later. Yeah, yeah, let's do that definitely. I, I'm yeah. sure Mark would love that. <laughs> then, then you guys can hear me whinge about the new series, so it'd be uh, fantastic. Well, it could be um, worse. They could be having a Tarantino directed. Uh... <laughs> 
The only good thing about Star Trek is what I have right now, and that's Earl Grey tea hot. It gave us it gave us uh, a more prevalent uh, Patrick Stewart into the world. Yeah, I gotta love that. That's true. That's true. He's amazing. That's true. Yes, <laughs> he is amazing. Um, well, so Steve, getting back to the viewing order, I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna ask you a question. Sure. So what was your viewing order? <laughs> well. You, you didn't, you didn't answer. That was an insightful question. I'm going to add. Yes. I was going to go into something intense. else, and then I realized you didn't answer that. <laughs> yeah, I, I find the machete order a little strange. Like, I think if I was going to introduce the series, uh, I I would consider either doing like a, a, a one, four, two, five, you know, three, six thing, or just start with the original series. And I think my, my thinking has changed. I think, I think with everything that's happened, uh, I do want to compartmentalize uh, the different eras of Star Wars. And my reasoning is the original series is where the magic uh, and the craftsmanship really started. Uh, for all of its uh, maybe uh, script and acting flaws, those are really well-made movies. I mean, the music comes together, uh, the sort of the archetypal storytelling of heroes uh, and their journey. Uh, these elements are quintessential uh, Western storytelling fundamentals, and they're done very well in the original series. And uh, yeah, I, I, why complicate it? You know, and I, th- I think if a child gets to enjoy that trilogy the way it was meant to be um, in the original order, and then they actually still have an interest and an excitement for the Star Wars universe, then you can introduce them to the prequels or if they're too young, you know, yeah, dig up droids, dig up Ewoks, you know? Um, I think those would be also excellent, you know, um, other things for them to explore. Uh, but until we know how this new trilogy ends, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess, I guess it sounds salty, but I don't really think it's necessary to go there because I mean, let's, let's just, just take something to the logical conclusion. I mean, there's going to be all these last Jedi apologists who, who fill in the gaps, but do we really want Han to be a guy who abandons his family, you know, and just just takes off, you know? There's some weird. <laughs> do we, there's some weird things in this. Uh, yeah. Do we really? Country. Do we really want? Uh, you know what happened with Luke, which I don't want to start into because that they'll just kill the rest of the episode. But like, do we really want him turning out the way he did? Like seriously, you know? Like, is is that does that really fit the narrative that we that we fundamentally love and enjoy about the original six films? Or I mean, original three plus the plus the prequels. So, did did I trigger you by having you host yeah. this uh, three. Oh, yeah. episode? Three. I'm always triggered. I'm always triggered. But the bottom line is, I I would say my viewing order would be uh, the original the original trilogy, and then uh, for myself, I would do prequels. Um, Rogue One. I I you know I also don't really love Rogue One, but I do feel one thing that's true about it is it is a star Wars movie. It feels like star Wars. It's a more mature, a darker side of star Wars, but yeah, unlike the last Jedi, which seems like, you know, a passion project by some guy who has a huge ego, but doesn't really know anything about star Wars. Uh, all the star Wars movies, except for that one actually feel like star Wars movies. You know, even force awakens is a star Wars movie. Uh, so force, force awakens didn't really feel like a star Wars movie to me. Actually, to be honest, when I mm-hmm. left that movie, I was really disappointed. Oh, um, wow. I thought, I thought it looked really cool. And I was like, Oh, um, but like there, there, there were so many conveniences for the characters and stuff. And I was just like, 
whatever. Uh, sure, sure. No, I, I, I'll agree. Like, I, I came out of that film, I guess, due to being so starved for anything Star Wars that the fact that he, you know, pretty much remade A New Hope was good enough for me. Mm-hmm. And J.J. Abrams is, you know, he's able to create a blockbuster feeling movie. So the look and the feel of the movie was sufficient. Uh, and I will fully admit, after I bought it and I watched it a couple times, I just stopped watching it, you know. Uh, so I don't it, think it's a bad yeah. movie, but it's not a great movie. It's um, it's weird because like if you look at JJ Abrams, he's had all these homage films. That was his homage to a New Hope. But if you look at like was it nine millimeter? Is that his movie? Eight millimeter? No. The one the one with the kids. Um, Eight mile. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I feel nine like... millimeter is about a, about snuff films. You're talking about the one um what was it, it called? Sixteen it, millimeter? No, it's not. It's not a millimeter. It's a. It's a type of film, not a. Not a. Um, oh, well, yeah. You're talking called? about that. You're you're talking about that monster movie, right? Yeah, it was really good. What was it called? Uh, the monster. Why don't I? Okay, Super Eight. Oh, uh, why? Eight. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Oh, okay. that one. So, so if you look at Super Eight, that is like his love letter to to Steven Spielberg, and it totally felt like a Spielberg film. Sure. And, his his The Force Awakens felt like a weird alternate George Lucas film. Sure, I don't know. It it, it was weird, but which, um, which 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 was enough for me at the time. And if yeah. if all the things that he laid out actually developed into something, I would have been very happy. Yeah, um, and well, as it is, we don't we don't need to nowhere. We don't need to go into the theories of how he left like footprints sure. for future writers to you know. Yeah, that's a whole other discussion. Follow, crumbs to follow. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, if we're looking, if we're thinking about like introducing our kids to Star Wars, like there are great cartoons. Like we're talking about Clone Wars. Like it's a little mm-hmm. violent. It could be for some younger kids, but like, yes, it it it's a good gateway into um, you know, Star Wars. Like you like Shouse was saying that he he was watching droids and Ewoks and sort of led him towards Star Wars the films. Mm. The um, the Clone Wars definitely will bring you into Star Wars. It might get you a little disappointed that Anakin's not as awesome as he is in the uh, cartoon, um, or that yeah. Ahsoka doesn't show up. But that film and Rebels, which is a really good film or a TV mm-hmm. series, mm-hmm. that would be great stepping stones towards. Can I make uh, a suggestion as well? Like for even no, no, not at all. No, <laughs> for for even younger kids, um, Lego Star Wars. And Lego Star yeah. Wars, oh, sure. like yes. yes, it's a it's a game series, and the game series is fantastic and wonderful if you want a, a game to play with young kids. But Lego Star Wars is actually a cartoon series as well, and I watched a few episodes with my kids, and and they they present Star Wars in a very cute, approachable way, and, mm, uh, and, yeah. and it's funny. It's genuinely funny in a lot of places. Yeah, they, they actually that's have called their the own, Maker uh, Adventures, right? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah, they have their actual own series, which is actually pretty funny. The humor is actually quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a great idea, definitely. There, there was yeah. also something else I was gonna say, and they have um, Resistance coming out this fall. So there's there's lots of cartoons that can lead kids towards it. Although that's gonna lead them towards the sequel series. So you know, yeah, yeah no. we'll see. Well, we'll see. my hope is that they explain because it's by the same guys who did um rebels mm-hmm. so you know that was an amazing some, some writing talent yeah um but i how much do you know about rebels mark i don't um, know much I don't either know. 
that like partway through series three. That's what I was gonna watch last night with Mara. You know, you know, Ahsoka showed up, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You, 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 you know that she showed up. Um, I'm, I feel, I'm past where Darth Maul shows up as well. Okay, I feel like Dave Filoni because of how he ended at Rebels that we might see Ahsoka in the future in mm-hmm. uh, Resistance, which you know she's one of the best characters. Yes. To not even be in any of the movies. Yeah, she yeah. is. She's sure. a great female character. She's just a great character in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have a female child, that's a great, I don't want to say role model, but it's a great character well, to see on screen for a kid. Better than what they've been trying to shovel to us recently. So yeah, I definitely agree. Because it's all about being a good character first, you know, and uh, that is definitely true of Ahsoka. So. It's it's weird because um you see Ahsoka. I was talking with Meg about this today. You see Ahsoka start as a kid in yes. Clone Wars and her to actually grow into being a better Jedi than Anakin was, mm. which is crazy when you think about it. She mm-hmm. her morals are very set. Like it's mm-hmm. part of her personality. She leaves the Jedi Order because of how she feels, like the hypocrisy of the that order and and government and stuff and mm-hmm. how they intertwined it, it's oh it's such a good it's such a well-written show for a children's show one yeah. of one of the things that i read about last jedi that kind of pissed me off was they were trying to um the guy who wrote the article was trying to link how yoda was in that movie back to ahsoka's influence and i'm like well that would have been mm-hmm. awesome if they well, actually yeah. did it in the movie that would have been awesome, but they didn't. You know, they say a lot of things about what Last Jedi was really about, but the fact that articles and other people need to explain it after the fact is that means proof it's a bad that, movie. Yeah, it, it, it means that it means that they're either making up stuff after the fact or they failed. You know, in in yeah. accomplishing whatever it was they were going for. So that's that's as far as I'm going to go because I I could go on and on. So I'm going to just stop right there now. <laughs> the but, yeah. fact that they didn't have a roadmap for this trilogy is atrocious. Oh yes, is, absolutely atrocious. Actually, if you're going to write three stories together, you need to know what the arc is. Yeah, and I, I guess this simple fact tying it back to something that directors uh, too, right? So. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. The directors just keep on coming and going. Well, the the biggest rumor is that the last, you know, how J.J. Abrams came in to replace whoever I don't even remember who the uh, Colin Trevorrow, I think Colin Trevorrow for nine is because yeah. he wanted Luke to be alive for nine and to yeah. have his moment, <laughs> you know, and yeah. walk off in the sun like a hero. Yeah, uh, that's the biggest rumor that's going around right now. And you know what? That that sort of sucks that he got canned for that. Oh, I'm sure Luke yeah, will come back to life. Yeah. It'll just be, it'll be so terrible, and everybody will be like, oh, "Look, they're undoing what they did by mistake in the last movie." But I don't know, I don't know. See, this is the thing. I, I guess what I was going to say is bringing it back to something that we mentioned earlier. Um, I do genuinely have Star Wars fatigue now, you know, and I do think that uh, had they planned this thing out better, had they not rushed out films, because I mean, we we've had. How many, like, this is going to be four Star Wars films in three years or four years? How, four years. Yeah, okay. Um, it's one a year. And to, to, to put out these main trilogy movies out, like, so quickly, like, I really do feel that Rogue One needed a couple more drafts to tighten it up. Uh, but it was still passable. But my God, that nobody said anything about The Last Jedi. Like, they just, they just pushed that thing through. Like, I can't believe they'd be so careless. It's weird because, like, 
You say that we're having fatigue because we have four movies in four years, but we've had 18 uh, Marvel movies in 10 years. And there's oh, I'm, that's in true. all honesty, I'm just as fatigued with the comic book movies. Yeah, but, the but, only one I'm looking forward to seeing is Deadpool because it's so much different than all the other comic books. But, but you're not the, like, the majority of Star Wars fans are feeling the, the fatigue now. Like, the majority of Marvel fans are so rabid. <laughs> And it, I I feel like the person who who should be controlling this, like Kevin Fahey, um, for Marvel, has done such a good job, like mm-hmm. picking people and trusting those people to write stories that fit in this bigger vision. And that's what you know they need for Star Wars. And as much as I love Kathleen Kennedy because of her work with Steven Spielberg, I don't think she's doing that. No, <laughs> no. Out that's... of all the new movies that have come out. All I like is Rogue One and, like, I guess Rebels, but she has nothing to really do with the TV side of things. Yeah. If yeah. anything, didn't didn't the show end prematurely because of things going on behind the scenes, or was it supposed to end where it ended? No, no. The, the um, uh, What is his name? Dave Filoni? Yeah. Dave Filoni. Um, no, that's not right. Uh, yeah, Dave Filoni. Yeah. He's the one who created Rebels, and he was the showrunner for... Clone Wars. He had a. He always had a certain amount of story he wanted for Rebels. Okay, so that's what he did. And okay, I, all right. Props for him for sticking to his guns, especially with yeah. that show and it being heard, as popular as it is. Okay, I had right. heard that they wanted more seasons, and he said, "No, we need to move on to something else." Yeah, he said no. Yeah, he said no to that, <laughs> and you know, right. they gave him a new TV series because he had another idea and what? Yeah, cool beans. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want to get into a whole Marvel discussion, but I mean, I will say, you know, for anyone who has seen the Infinity War, it it does, it really is a very different sensation when we are here trying to sort out the fandom because of one movie, because of Last Jedi. And meanwhile, uh, I do honestly believe that Marvel films, you know, as fatigued as some people may be, uh, but they've accomplished something and they really are the new Star Wars. I mean, they have risen to a level now and achieved something quite unique in cinematic history uh, and succeeded that I do feel like that they deserve to take the mantle away because right now Star Wars is just floundering and I, it could change. I'm not saying it's over, but uh, it's a it's a very different experience coming out of Infinity War, where there's some similar themes and some similar things that happen, you know, stylistically. Let's say, you know, without going into it, uh, whereas the Last Jedi was just, uh, you know, s- s- a whole other discussion. It just it's night and day. Um, I guess we can talk about the Last Jedi when we have our Han Solo podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, well, it's gonna right. it's. People will, will will compare, you know, whether it's fair or not. I do feel a little bad for that that fellow playing Han. He's he's going to take come out in December. Yeah, in December. Yeah, um, they could have they could have let that cook for a little while. I feel like and this is an aside now, but I do kind of feel like they purposely released Han Solo this late because I think they wanted either they know it's not going to be good. Now I'm not saying that that's 
going to be true. I mean, maybe it is actually an excellent film. Ron Howard is a great director, but I almost feel like they released it right after Infinity War so they could blame Infinity War. So they could say, oh, well, we would have made, you know, $500 million more, but Infinity War was so was so hot. So we kind of shot ourselves in the back. So, you know, nothing to do with Deadpool, though. You know, <laughs> it's just going to be like they're just going to have to play it both ways, you know, but somehow at the in the end, they'll they'll say, oh, we won in the end. You know, I don't know. Hmm. So, yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> Where do we go from here, Steve? We'll talk about our watching order. Um, well, I had these other things written down, but we've kind of covered a lot. I mean. I mean, Shut him I, up. I, we might we might have more thoughts on it as long as it's not about Eric. That's uh, actually a good, that's actually a good question. Where do we go from here with Star Wars? Like, where do you go from here? Mm-hmm. It's what, funny because what, what do you want them to do from here is yeah. Cause, really because they have question. yeah because because they have their they they know that they want to go to nine and then afterwards they want more Star Wars stories every other year and then they have this new. New trilogy with uh, Ryan Johnson on the f- go, and then apparently there's another trilogy by other people. Um, so yeah, well, Solo is also supposed to be a trilogy too. So they're really they just signed them for three. It doesn't mean there's going to be three. Mm-hmm. That that's sort of a standard uh, contract for these people. From, from what I've heard, right? they're definitely not interested in three at this point. Yeah. yeah. But I wonder if we have to ask ourselves, like, yes, Star Wars sort of started off as a movie, but how important is Star Wars now as a film, like as a movie? Like, like now it exists in so many different forms of media now. Like it exists as cartoons, it exists as, as games, uh, vi- like video mm-hmm. games, board games, comic books. Like you could experience Star Wars any way that you would really like to, like – if you want to go and play the uh, the the online RPG, what was that one? Um, the Old Republic. The Old Republic. You know why right. not? If you want to go and play some old Tie Fighter games from from the nineties, why not? If uh, if you want to read some comics and explore the universe that way, like it's such a big drawn out universe at this point that the movies almost just feel like a, a piece of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really That's interesting because like. Um, James Cameron has this TV show, um, the story of sci-fi right now on AMC. And he begged George Lucas to come on and talk about it because, you know, he was one of the people that sort of put sci-fi on the forefront, at least in media for the past 40 years, right? Like Star Wars made it explode um, more so than it um, started as. Um, And he was talking about what's what the purpose of star wars was at that time like why he mm-hmm. wrote it like mm-hmm. do we get the same feeling of that now like he wrote it um during nom right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. his film was an anti-authoritarian film it it's about rebels fighting against the establishment right right he was writing the rebels as the Viet Cogs against mm-hmm. the u.s mm-hmm. and it's interesting it's really, it's really interesting to think about it that way like like Battlestar even talked about that, like when they were taken over by the Cylons, like you saw the side of the people fighting up against the people that you saw the suicide bombers as the heroes of that series, right. which was a little weird, but awesome because you can do that in sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, like what does Star Wars really serve for us now? Like, does it teach us anything? Well, like, that- is it showing us anything that like, or is it just pure entertainment at this point? 
Yeah, see, I, that was that was one of the topics I was thinking of um, expanding on if we ended up having a disagreement and wanted to debate it a bit more. But it seems like we're all on the same page. But yeah, the greater question is, especially with, in terms of sharing the experience with our, our children, you know, what do we want Star Wars to mean? Like, what what is the purpose of it? And, and what aspects of it do we want to continue? Uh, in sharing it with our children Um, because that also was one of the reasons why I do feel we should uh, exercise some of the new movies because it it, it starts to get in the way of some of those fundamental messages. Uh, I would say that, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say like, like when I was younger, I know I took a lot from Star Wars. Like Mm -hmm. at least as a person, I I feel like a lot of the morals that I've, like my parents gave me a lot of my morals. I'm not. I'm not downplaying any of that. Um, they are good. They are good people. Yeah, but um, Yoda. Yoda was on the same level. I understand. Yes. But you know, when you're a child, you you take in a lot of these mean, like a lot of these morals yes. from things you watch, especially things that you really love. Like yes. Star Wars taught me not to be a douchebag, and you know, there's there's a whole spiritual side of it that you know, you you, you feel connected to everyone else like you shouldn't you know do do harm for others because you're connected to that person or that thing mm-hmm. um you know th- these are little things that I- i've taken to me that I've taken inside of me as an adult like yes yes those are good things to bring about i don't know where i was going with this no <laughs> no 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 there's definitely some really uh solid fundamental good messages in all the films uh, just in terms of you know the struggles that the characters go through i mean it's subtle but it's there you know and a lot of the things that yoda says uh you know they're they're very funny when he says them but they resonate you know Uh, as a child you think about the words and and the meaning of it uh long after the fact long after you're you know you're you laugh at his you know particular way that he speaks and and uh, you think about it so I, i definitely think there's there's, there was a quality to the Star Wars films that um, is uh, is missing uh, now, and uh, and they may be maybe missing the point now too. But I don't know. It's funny because there's that old adage of um, you you learn from your past mistakes, right? Um, you 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 grow from you know learning history, like mm. you don't burn the past and just go forward, which seems yeah. to be the new. The new yeah. uh, theme of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry to bring it back to the Last Jedi, everyone. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, like, well, I'm gonna throw this to shows because um, I've been uh, pointing fingers at him through this webcam. Oh, like, what should Star Wars mean to people? Like, is there something? Is it? Is it just entertainment now? It's a good question. Like, I've. I feel like I've seen kids wearing the t-shirts and I feel like I've seen kids playing with the toys. And so kids that are being raised by today's star Wars, you know, are they, are they taking it as sort of a message of hope? Are they taking it as, you know, something to, to dream about, to fantasize about, to, you know, what sci-fi is really supposed to be about. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like we're in a weird place right now with star Wars. Yeah, I honestly don't know what messages you could possibly take from The Last Jedi. It is an internally confused movie. Force Awakens doesn't have any either because it's it's just set up, right? So yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm going what on about, and on. Mark. What, what, what about you, Mark? Yeah. yeah. I, 
Wait, wait. Let, let me I start think... with this. Did you did you did you take anything away like how I did as a child with Star Wars? I know we're both pretty big Star Wars fans, so. Um, for me, um, I always felt that the moral center of Star Wars for me was actually Princess Leia. No, oh, nice. And stand, standing up for what you kind of believe in and protecting everybody else and you know generally helping the little guy and that's really what princess leia does and i feel that part of leia still came across in the last jedi but it's so Mm -hmm. overshadowed by all this other fluff Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it kind of makes me it reminds me a bit of how society seems to be at this point in time where it's kind of me centric first and it's all about the fluff and not about those little quiet details mm, which mm-hmm. is what princess leia kind of is to me is those details you take take care of others you but it's it's not all flash and i don't know yeah no, no I'm, I'm, like, yeah. but it's crazy how much of carrie fisher was in princess leia like mm. people used to give her so much crap because of the whole gold bikini thing and she's like you guys realize that the person who made me wear that died because I choked him with his own chain, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like stuff like that. Like Carrie Fisher for everything that's like, she was such a strong woman and she brought so much to Princess Leia in that role. Oh, it. Yeah. Remarkable. No, it's funny. Like, I think everyone has different reasons for celebrating different characters, but I don't think anyone would besmirch someone else's choice, right? I mean, there are people who love Luke, there are people who love Han, and there are people who love Princess Leia, but but we all understand, you know, why each of those characters are good role models. And that's entirely least, missing now. I mean, that's... There's, at there's, least we did original trilogy and yeah yeah now it's questionable but the thing is if we were to you know project to the new trilogy uh, of characters they're they're so they're all over the place now like they, they from the first film to the second film they've all completely changed there's nothing that we can really latch onto and say that this is a quality worth celebrating it's it really is like the details like what mark was saying it's 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 gone all the way to fluff well, I can only hope that episode nine redeems eight somehow. I don't know how. I can um, hope that I'm going to get a real free rainbow unicorn when I go and see Deadpool. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. <laughs> it, it sounds very likely that it will happen, to be honest. Um, it's a good chance. If you see it in IMAX, there's a high, there's a high chance. Um, um, like, I, I don't know. Um, it's, what are your hopes um, for episode nine? I know this is going off the rails, but is there something? Do you just want a complete story at that point, or do you just want to? I I personally, well, right now my hope would be that it doesn't suck. Is that's like <laughs> baseline hope? I think that's a that that's a good I think that's a don't, good answer on its own. Don't make yeah. it blow. It's <laughs> like when you're a sports like. When you're a sports fan and your team's getting killed in the playoffs, and you're like, okay, maybe we're gonna lose, but like, let's at least lose with dignity. That's sort of where I'm at with this trilogy. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know how you redeem it because yeah. things like you really need to figure out a way to redeem Luke and Han 
and like there was nothing wrong with Leia in this trilogy, but it's well, sort of. She kind of like slapped Poe around for no reason and treated him like crap. Uh, I don't know. I don't know He's, if you were out his there. His was sort of deserved. Call. No, no, no. He he didn't order that attack and he didn't what he was going to leave in the middle of it. And then he gets slapped for that. And then the moment she wakes up, she shoots him. and She's got no idea what's going on now. They, they made they made her do some weird things in that movie. I'm not saying she's a bad character, but oh, I'm weird things happened. Was right, what I'm saying is the core of the character was still there. Yeah. Whereas sure. Han's the type to like always kind of stick by those he cares about. Like mm-hmm. a giant walking carpet, he spent his entire life with. Yeah, but not his whole life, just <laughs> all of the important parts. <laughs> but you know yeah. what I mean. It's like suddenly he's he's gonna run away from everybody. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay, what about you, Shouse? What do you hope a nine does? Ah, uh... just a short version. <laughs> a short version. It's eleven thirty. So okay, so I, I so I know what they were trying to do with with eight, right? I know they were trying to like hit the reset button. They 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 want people like us to sort of flush the idea out of our minds that this is what Star Wars is and this is what it's supposed to be, and they want to come up with a whole new set of rules for Star Wars. You know what they should have done that seven, R- right? <laughs> and instead they just give us what we. Well, yeah, I know what you mean. Halfway that through a trilogy standalone. is a bad idea. <laughs> but but I almost feel like. I, I don't really have any expectations for nine at this point. I feel like last Jedi lowered my expectations so much that I'm actually more excited about these side stories. Like, like I agree with that, you know, like rogue one was, was entertaining because it was different. Um, I, I feel like, you know, I'm a little concerned about solo because of all of the, the hiccups that have been going on with production, but you know, it could be something interesting too. It's but but in terms of like the story of, of Finn and Ray and, and, and all of them and what's going to happen with them next, I I mean, I'm going to go see it in the theater and, and I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to be good, but I, I don't really care as much as I did maybe after seven. Mm-hmm. What about you, uh, Steve? What's your too long? Don't didn't read version. Right. Of what do you want for nine? Uh, part eight was such a, a hateful and dismissive experience to. <laughs> To the series, to the uh, the legacy that I honestly, I mean, we can talk about what they were trying to do. I'm not totally convinced there really was a, even a plan there. I, I, I feel like it was a ego trip and I feel like it was incompetently put together at that. So let's go straight to nine. <laughs> I. I don't know. No, I, I'm at a loss because where do you no, go from fair. there? Right. Like that's sort of my, my point is what do you do after somebody has come in and screwed up all your stuff and, and, and a left it in ruins? Sure. I, I would, if they did I, a musical, <laughs> I would be so happy and so surprised that I would be like, okay, I guess the last Jedi was worth it. I would like a ballad to be sung by Chewbacca. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I guess, I don't know. I don't think there's really a way to fix it. A musical would be great. I don't know. Like I, Sure, make something funny, you know. I, I don't really know what the solution is. I think J.J. Abrams has inherited the, the worst possible job, you know, in, in history. And um, I guess I, if you can I, make a good story out of the the raw events that took place in The Last Jedi and completely ignore the messaging of The Last Jedi, because that stuff's 
all over the place and incompetent. If he can still take what actually happened and turn it into something that's worthwhile by the end, then that's the best we can hope for. Mm-hmm. Well, they're pushing it a couple years in the future. So not yeah. not the release date. I'm talking about the 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 film franchise the timeline. Yeah, so that's okay. I'm just hoping for it to be something I'll get excited for, unlike Han Solo. So I'm gonna go off just just before we. I know we're getting close yeah, to the end. Um, you know how Shouse was saying that uh, there are a lot of hiccups with Han Solo. Another film that had a lot of you know different directors and stuff like that was The Wizard of Oz. It had four directors, four different directors. <laughs> And, you know, that film came out all right. As long as they had someone, you know, working it out. like they're, they're... Yeah, somebody in charge, someone to yeah. oversee it. With a even, the, even the producer for The Wizard of Oz was like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen with this, but um, it turned out well. So let's hope for a Wizard of Oz moment for Han Solo. Sure. Uh, you never I, know. I have a thing, a point I'd like to make about Han Solo or a question. Yeah, yeah. Does anybody else feel like with someone like Donald Glover playing Lando, they should have made a Lando movie? Instead? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, like, he's going to be the star of that like, movie for sure. I feel like he's a character that really didn't get explored enough in the original trilogy. Whereas, like, yeah, I mean, That's Han, true. nobody is going to play Han as well as Harrison Ford plays. No, that's that's really good. No, I totally agree with you. I think because when I heard there was a Han Solo movie, and this is all before like this Last Jedi stuff, uh, I was like, "Ah, I don't know. You know, I'm not the idea of it doesn't excite me. But if they'd said there was a Lando movie, like somebody like you say that wasn't explored that much and you don't really know much about. Oh, yeah. No, I would have jumped on that for sure. See, See, even even with that, like, I don't know. When they announced that they were doing Star Wars stories, they were talking about it being like, so different like like rogue one was cool because it was sort of yeah about star wars but it wasn't about the jedis like that was the cool thing about yeah. rogue one like you didn't have the force you had people who believed in the force but they weren't force wielders yeah and it filled of. it filled in a largely overlooked aspect of the universe which i think needed a bit more color so but yeah like like if you look at the stuff that lucas arts was trying to do like when the like when that studio was shuttered down they were talking about like the underbelly of like Yes, Coruscant, like the oh, thirteen, God. the thirteen, yeah. thirteen. So like good. the 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 ideas that George Lucas wanted to make that and a TV series about it, like mm. connected. Mm-hmm. Like this is these are the Star Wars stories, like Mike said, that are really exciting because it's not something we've seen. It's not it's not like it's not like the the episodes are all about the Skywalker family that bloodline. Mm-hmm. So doing something that's like totally not in that timeline or around that family like everything seems so small now like everything is so connected that yes. this giant universe like of possibilities like if you read the eu like it was such a big place but everything just seems smaller now that we have more of these episode movies mm, and i love better. star wars An- another point i would like to make out is um the books are starting to suck as well it's not oh no oh the no. books are horrible Aftermath. Have you read a, a, a certain point of view? No, I haven't. It is not good, but it like it's funny because it's so. I don't want to say it's funny because it's bad, but it's funny because they're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at this Tuscan Raider, the one that you know found R two D two, and we're gonna give him this whole backstory. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, he believes in this thing, and oh no, this one, blah blah blah. Or you're like, this is what Baru felt like when she was dying. She was thinking about her past, and you're like, I don't want to think about Aunt Baru dying. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, oh, you, read, you read Aftermath, right? Yeah, all three of them. They were. I'm, like, I'm still halfway through the second one, and it's just it doesn't get better. Sounds man. like a chore. It, oh, it's weird. It, it's it's. I feel like I'm working when I'm reading it. <laughs> it's just, it's just not. I don't. It it goes from like parts where you're like, "Hey, this is kind of neat," to like suddenly this is weirdly and needlessly preachy. To <laughs> suddenly, the, the weird thing about the the aftermath, <laughs> the weird thing about the aftermath movies is like. They were like, we're going to do this road to episode seven. So we're yeah. going to explain everything yeah. <laughs> that happens from the end of Return oh. of the Jedi to the Force Awakens. Plus, we got to interconnect all of those original characters to all of these new people. Like, do we really need to know that Luke went on a mission with Poe Dameron's mom one day to get a Force tree? <laughs> No, no, that is not important. But it's in the book, and it's a big portion of the book. One, oh, one of the goodness. weirdest things to me was there's this scene where the like new heroes in this book are running away from these rampaging robots, and uh, there's all of a sudden this like girl bounty hunter for no reason hits on this guy ex Imperial. And then he's like, oh, that's not going to work out because I'm totally gay. And then, but there was no buildup to any of it. (laughs) There was was no, like, there was no, like, tension between the characters or anything. It's like, it's basically like the girl's, like, going, so we're going to sleep together now? And he's like, eh, it's not going to happen. I'm gay. He's like, what? Uh, It sounds like university all over again. It's like, what what exactly (laughs) was the point of that entire sequence? What was that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think what we can end on this episode yes, I was gonna with say, yeah. is that this like the Star Wars thing, like they bought Disney yeah. bought Star Wars, brought on Kathleen Kennedy, and they sort of just rushed everything out. Yes, exactly. Like, there seems there seems to be no real plan. I never thought I would pine for the days of George Lucas, but oh, boy, I, you I, know, I, I having always, somebody. Sorry, go ahead. I I always I'm gonna to my guns and say i love george lucas i think he's a great idea man i think he's a horrible writer but um, that's fair that's i fair. agree wholeheartedly. Oh i yeah. think the, uh, the prequels were amazing stories told badly mm, you know like, they fair. were fantastic stories they just were not told properly i'm i'm quite critical of the prequels but i will say this they at least added to the Star Wars universe. They didn't detract from the Star Wars universe. Some of the things are questionable, take it or leave it, but they were colorful. They had lots of aliens, which, you know, is not as big of a thing now. They 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 added more layers and, and that at the end of the day is, you know, makes them more worthwhile. Yeah. So, well, the, I think oh, go ahead. My last thing I want to point out <laughs> is Eric, you read all the like yeah. old books, like all the old Del Rey fantasy novels and all that, or Star Wars novels and all that, right? Like all yeah, the Splinter of My Eye and all the stuff that came out in the nineties and all those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how, with like a million different authors, it managed to be a more cohesive universe in like hundreds of books than it feels like in two movies. Do Do you want to know how? <laughs> 
Oh, because George Lucas. That's right. George Lucas had control over all of that. Like they had yeah. to send story ideas um, yeah, his yeah. way, more or less. Everything, everything went to, through him. And there was an archivist there that sort of, you know, um, had to make sure that it would fit in there. Like when they when they originally killed Chewie off in one of the or the in the books, and like I can't remember the early two yeah. thousands, they had yeah. to run it by uh, George and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, R. A. Salvatore so, wrote that story. Yeah. So there was a lot of you know. Um, continuity they wanted to make sure it fit and it felt right yeah they thought but, about it yeah it's exactly the opposite of what they're doing now <laughs> yeah but yeah let, let, let's just you know let's throw this out to the listeners what are your thoughts on star wars listening or, or watching or do you remember when we started talking about that like two hours ago <laughs> um, <laughs> um, how do you how would you introduce your child? Let's not even talk about watching order. How would you introduce your child to Star Wars? Why don't you send us an email at Geeks with Kids? Wait, that's not uh, right. No, at, at podcast at geeks with geeks kids. Dot ca. Dot ca. Or, or you can, can go follow to our, us at Oh uh, yeah, go for it. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Geeks with Kids uh, CN. Or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash geeks with kids podcast. As always, you can find all of our episodes at libsyn.geekswithkids.com or on your favorite podcasting service. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes. You you read the thing I wrote. That's that makes me very happy. Ooh, that was professional. <laughs> Eric, you only yeah. did it last podcast too. Yeah, it? yeah. I wrote it like very tired. He's like, what do I have to say? I'm like, this is what I think I say at the end of podcast. But um, yeah. Um, okay, can I can I uh, can I end on something yes. uh, of, of a positive note? Yes, no. go ahead. Yes, no, this is dour. <laughs> <laughs> this is last Jedi, man. It's what we live with now. And go and I, I'm I'm curious what you guys think about this, but one of my absolute favorite Star Wars things is the uh, robot chicken Star Wars specials. <laughs> I yes. agree. I think they are and they're so well written, and and I just love yeah. it. Yeah, fantastic. it's done by fans and for fans. Like that's that's what yeah. it feels like, right? They know what's going to make us laugh because we know what's that's, funny and stupid in that universe. Yeah, that's it. That's it right there. I mean, like Infinity War, Robot Chicken. It's by fans, for fans, people who care about the thing that they are mocking or enjoying, and and that's the difference. Caring about the fandom. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was something else I was going to leave with. What was it? Oh. So if you're keep if you're still listening to this before we all say bye, uh, some fun things are happening soon. There's going to be giveaways, so pay attention to our social medias Ooh, that giveaways. we talked about earlier. Um, there's going to be a giveaway for four tickets to somewhere that cool. I'm not going to say. We'll Ooh. talk about it. Maybe I'm thinking about doing like this little thing where I where I like reveal an image, like little parts of an image every nice. day on Instagram. Nice. You know, that's really cheesy, but you know, maybe yeah. people will like it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, stay tuned. Uh, we'll also be going live on Facebook and Instagram on May 19th, somewhere where we're at. Yes. These guys know what I'm talking about, but you don't. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. For Geeks with Kids, I'm Eric. And I'm Steve. I'm Mark. Hey, I'm Mike. Uh, have a week. Oh wait, there was there was something I wanted to leave off with. Be ex <laughs> like 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 the good elders say, be excellent to each other. Party on. <laughs> that was a, that was Bill and Ted. 
That Thanks. was the day. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> I wrote it down earlier this week. I was like, I saw the gift show up. I was like, I should totally say this at the end of the podcast. <laughs> May the fourth be with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Hit stop, Steve.